What is it about the Midwest outsiders do not understand? Everyone nods, gives the heartland hello. Surrounded by corn, rivers, and lakes, we are discovering the Midwest's disturbing side. This is Midwest Crime. I'm Nico. And I'm Jess. Thanks for joining us on this voyage. So, today, Nico has something prepared for us. We're going to talk about a survivor story. This is something we talked about. We wanted to show the power of people. Yeah. You know, something that they can overcome and share their story of what happened to them. That was a traumatic story for them. For sure. And, you know, kind of like we said last time, we we care about the victims. Yes. Yes, we are interested in what these creepos and perpetrators do, uh-huh. but the humanity is in the victims. Yes. They're the ones that, you know, you can relate to. Mm-hmm. You can see what impact these crimes will have and who they become. Yes. And so we want to just kind of focus on that. And here and there we'll do stories that are strictly focused on a victim overcoming this... Traumatic... Yeah, experience. Experience, yeah. yeah. for sure. So... Our first story um, it starts in the early morning hours of November 3rd, 1984. This is when two people's lives would be changed forever because of something as simple as a conversation. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's crazy what is going to happen in this story, and I'm really excited to tell it. Mm-hmm. The story of Lisa McVeigh Noland. It's one of inspiring nature. Now and again, we'll focus on these stories like we said, and just of people who faced evil and came out the other side. Yeah. Her wits saved her life from extremely an extremely dangerous serial killer hunting the Tampa Bay area in Florida. Listeners may be asking, wait, I thought I was listening to Midwest Crime. (laughs) Yeah. And you are. You are. We just want to do what we can to educate people and share knowledge and crime stories. Yeah. Um, We may dabble in other parts of the country and maybe even other parts of the world. Yeah. Who knows? um, To share stories that are worth sharing. If it's going to make a difference, if it's going to impact somebody's life in a positive way, I am more than happy to tell a story that's not in the Midwest. We just focus on the Midwest. That's where we're from. That's, Mm -hmm. you know, I feel like uh, it doesn't get as much focus in the true crime world. You know, you, you get the West Coast, the East Coast, Florida... Um, I think the Midwest has some really creepy people and not that we're necessarily proud of it, (laughs) but I think it's interesting and definitely, uh, worth going over. Totally. So, um, we just want to take this caravan anywhere the info leads. Mm Mm-hmm. So we're gonna, uh, dive right into it and, uh, talk about the background of, uh, this survivor. The entirety of Lisa Nolan's childhood was cluttered in abuse. Um, She was shuffled from one foster home to another. Oh my gosh. 
Her mother was an alcoholic and drug addict who would end up living on the streets. Oh my god. Uh, yeah. Um, at 14 years old, she went to live with her grandmother, okay. and this would be a continuation of her hardships. And it's it's tough to think that, you know, all right, going to live with grandma and, you know, it, it actually isn't getting better. No. Uh, she tells ABC that her grandmother's boyfriend used to put a gun to her head every time he molested her for oh. three years. She stated it was nothing new. Oh, my God. Yeah. I And that's mind-blowing, you know? Yeah, that's awful. It is. And I feel for her having to go through that. Yeah. Right? Anyone who would have to go through something like that, it's it's definitely tough. And, you know, luckily, we, we were given a very good childhood and yeah. never had to go through that. So I don't actually know what that is like. Right. Um, but I, I just, I can imagine it being terrible. Yes. Um, so Lisa was 17 the day her life was changed. Due to trauma the traumatic life she had been raised in and the abuse she endured, she no longer could cope with her pain. She had been riding her bicycle home from work at a Tampa Bay Krispy Kreme with a plan to commit suicide. Oh, my God. She, um, yeah, sorry. Lisa had a note already prepared and written. So that's that's very tough. She, at um, seventeen, she yeah. hit rock bottom already. Like, yeah, that's awful. emotionally. Yeah, yeah. She, uh, you know, and that's that's something that is very hard to come back from. Mm -hmm. You know, once people um, are at that point, there are things like the suicide hotline, um, which we will most definitely post in our Instagram. Yes, you guys know. Um, th that's something that is, you know, h hard for people, like I said, to come back from. Yeah. And something needs to be taken seriously in yeah. all matters. In for sure. Mm hmm And if, if people are threatening it, you know, you have to take action. Yes. And absolutely. a lot of times they don't, you know, people who will go through with it, don't let people know, don't make people aware right. of how they're feeling so you have, have to really be a uh, cute to the warning signs yes and stuff for people. and mm -hmm. notice when people close to you are off yeah and and what you know what off is for each person is different D for yeah. sure mm -hmm. um so we're gonna talk about the other person who is part of this story. Okay. Um, and there's, th their part is the grim doing. And so he was born on October 14th, 1953 in Canova, West Virginia. As a boy, he had a very dysfunctional relationship with his mother and suffered multiple head traumas. And, you know, those, yeah, yeah. You know you, that. <laughs> if I, you're a crime junkie, you know head right. traumas are a very big common, ringer. serious, yeah, big yeah, ringer, yep. exactly. <laughs> that and uh, dysfunctional mother-son relationships. Yes. That's, That's something, big thing. yeah, mm -hmm. you'll see time and time again. Um, so growing up, the mother and the son had slept in the same bed and he actually would resent her short-term boyfriends. 
probably because he's getting kicked out of his bed. Yes, probably. You know? So that's definitely a, uh, a weird situation. Warning, yeah. Warning signs or... For sure. Going off everywhere. Red flags, yeah. yeah. Um, so he actually marries his high school girlfriend. They have two children. And, and before uh, the, girl, the wife then files for a divorce. He, after the divorce, would answer classified ads of small appliances. So he was kind of like a repairman, so to speak. Okay. Small engine repair kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, okay. yeah, maybe fridge. Yeah, lawnmower maybe, yeah, whatever. Yeah, things, okay. you know, little, little, little mechanic work. Okay. Um, and if he found women home alone, he answered the ad and mm -hmm. it was just a woman with no one else home, uh, he would rape them. Yeah, you'd... The, your eyebrows went clear yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was it. That's yeah. So, can you imagine? You know, and it's your handyman. You're trying well, to get yeah. your fridge fixed because you're, you just want to keep your milk cold. And your your husband's probably at work yep. making money. And, yeah. you, and this sucks. terrible, terrible thing happens. And uh, at this time that he's doing this, he was actually tried for rape. So okay. someone pressed charges. Good. And he was tried for it, but the charges ended up being dropped. Yeah. Oh, my so, God. And here again, we're looking at this, and it's like, what could have happened differently if the charges were gone through? Right. But you see that in cases of rape, it's hard to prove, mm -hmm. or, you know, they blame the victim, or um, I feel a sneeze coming, so I apologize. <laughs> Bless you. Don't tease me on my sneeze. Um, but so I, it's allergies. I'm technically allergic to cats. I love them dearly, so I keep them around. We try oh, yeah. to, you know, coexist, but that's what I'm betting. She's over here just looking at. I don't know, she's <laughs> sleeping like a baby. Um, but so back to what we're talking about here. You know, they the charges get dropped, and that's something that we see regularly. In and, yeah, and then, then this guy probably thinks like, oh, charges got dropped. What's the big deal? I yeah. could do it again, you know? Exactly. Worst. It's awful. It, yeah, exactly. Um, so before moving to Florida where his paths would cross with Lisa, he lives in Long Beach, California. Oh. He ends up dating a 17-year-old from across the street for a while. Um, he would have been around 30 years old at this time. Holy crap. Yeah, so just your neighborhood 17-year-old, this little creepo. Ugh, I'm not even getting into it. That's right. That's right. <laughs> he, uh, he continued to do the same thing as he did before, and but again would not receive persecution. Um, he, the crimes were never prosecuted by local California authorities, partly because of the statute of limitations had already expired by the time he was actually caught. So, oh my God. you know, this guy is getting out of, getting out of serving his time. Mm -hmm. And we see that in a lot of these cases that, you know, they're not being held accountable for the actions that they're they're partaking in yeah and so they continue it yeah 
you know, and I'm not necessarily for harsher punishments, but I think that the punishments need to be the same. Yes. You know, it, it needs to be uniform so that people like him don't slip through the cracks. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so now we'll kind of dabble into um, what happened that before the crime existed or it happened. Okay. Um, so, like, Lisa was cycling home. Let's just take a moment, shout out to the eco-friendliness of her bicycling yes. home. Yeah. Yay, we love that. Exactly. Uh-huh. Um, if, from work. So yeah. remember, she's at the Krispy Kreme, you know, uh-huh. she gets off of an early morning shift and she's cycling home and a car approached from behind, continuously honking their horn. Like, seriously? <laughs> If I was a cyclist, I'd be pissed. Uh Uh-huh. So she was steady on her path, ignoring the noise. Um, After a moment or two, she turned behind her to see the the car was parked on the side of the road. The honking stops, so maybe she turns around to To see see what's going on. If he turned or down the road, yeah. Exactly. And she turned around to feel herself get pulled off her bike oh my god yeah and uh so she was forced into the car with a cold barrel of a gun pressed against her forehead uh the unknown man held her at knife point before blindfolding binding and driving off with her you're and that's just wow yeah you know he Little does he know, she's suffering from thoughts of suicide. Yeah. So a similar idea was already in her mind of later this afternoon. Right. You know, and now she's actually being faced with, do I really want to die or not? Yeah, you know, and absolutely. Do I fight or or do I just succumb to this guy? Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. I can't even imagine... Right, right, yeah. So we're going to take a really quick break here, Mm -hmm. and then we're going to get into the rest of her day um, and the crime that's committed. Yes. All right, we'll catch you in a sec. Hey, crew, welcome back. So we're talking about Lisa here. She just got swept off her bicycle, just riding home out of nowhere, and scooped up, scooped up, gunned to her head in the back of a car with some Mm -hmm. random guy. What? Yeah. Please so, continue the story. Right. I, I'm intrigued. I'm sure everybody else is intrigued. Everyone's Nico. on the ed- yes, edge of their seat, and I'm the only one that knows. <laughs> so um, he actually takes her back to his apartment, and as I'm sure that some people are out there going, I, be- I bet it. I bet it happens. He rapes her okay. multiple times. Oh God. And she thought that as soon as this was finished, he was going to kill her. As I'm sure you would. Right. And realizing that she doesn't actually want to die yet. So you see this as a moment in her life where the suicide washes away. Mm -hmm. She's like, hey, this guy is going to kill me, but I don't want that to happen anymore. Like, I've found my... She wanted the control over her life. Yes. So now that he's taking that from her... It's not fair. Like, this right. is not what she wants. At and, all. Yeah, yes. he needs to go. Yeah, exactly. 
So she didn't know the man who abducted her was actually an infamous serial killer. And he brutally raped 10 other women, murdering each of them. So she was right to think he was going to kill her. Because this happened all along the Tampa Bay Strip. And he did this multiple times. Oh my god. So she was right in thinking right. And with the bright and resilience that she had, she knew the importance of gaining her captor's trust. And sometimes that is the thing that's gonna hold you to the end and give you the possibility of escape yeah or the possibility of just being dumped but surviving yeah and so lisa started to ask what his motivations were which is very ballsy yeah if you ask me and because most i feel like most people would just you know sit quiet because you know sometimes dealing with these kinds of people they have anger issues Mm -hmm. so you say something off and they go off and they hurt you more right now exactly so he was not able to explain at first okay he just kind of you know almost shut down in a way wasn't wasn't about to talk about it but after persistence he admitted to going through a bitter breakup saying that he was using her to get back at all women yeah. Oh my god. So, you know, it's she, she's just a a tool almost that he's trying to use mm-hmm. to kind of get back because he's feeling not he's not feeling good about himself. Right. Which is not right by any means. Oh, no. But, you know, to him, he's going, "Well, women have done me wrong." So I'm going to do women wrong. Yep. Wow. Yeah, it's sick. But So this was the turning point in her capture. You know, as you imagine, she's getting him to open up. Mm -hmm. And she goes, you know, and tells him that she would have been proud to be his girlfriend. I'm sure that was very, very hard to do. Oh, yes. After being raped, being put at gunpoint, bound up in a a car. Mm -hmm. You know, but she musters up the courage to tell him you know she would have been proud to be his girlfriend and she just seemed he he, he's just understood misunderstood sorry it's you know it's just the fact that people don't understand what he's going through right wow and she also said that he seemed like a decent man to him she says this to him not in a general sense yeah yeah i got you um but so She's doing this hopeful of his believing her. And, you know, she's just trying to make it out the other side. And yeah. what's going to, what is it going to take to do that? And so she makes up a story of having a sick father that needed her to tend to him. And that she was, she was just a child. Yeah. You know? And I mean, you think about it, she's 17. She is just a t- yes. child. Yeah. So that part's true. You yeah. know, she is. A young teenager. Yeah. And so she tells him this, and it actually led to him having sympathy for her, which is crazy. Wow. Yeah. And uh, after this traumatizing 26-hour ordeal, he actually drops her off. He lets her go. Which, you know, just the, the mindset of her to... 
realize, hey, I need to tap in this guy's head. Mm -hmm. I need to talk him down and kind of get him on a level ground with me and see if I can break into him. And she did. She She did. Yeah, it is. And she tells of how after she was dropped off, she saw this amazing oak tree and had an overwhelming feeling to live. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know, goosebumps. Yeah. You just, you feel it. And she said that that gave her a second chance at life. Yeah. Which you can imagine, you know, that this day that you thought, you know, this was it. Was going to be your last. Exactly. And it, it most certainly was not. She fought. And I think anyone would be very proud of her for the fact of, um, keeping a level mind and seeing the big picture that Mm -hmm. you know she just needed to kind of tap into to him Mm -hmm. um so because during this time that she was kidnapped she was able to peek out of her blindfold and was able to get a rough description of the perpetrator which is also very daring yeah so you know while he's he has her kidnapped he blindfolds her she's able to wiggle and peek out a little bit and that's something that could be very dangerous as well if he catches on that could have been a very very bad move yeah and could have been the end to her yeah and luckily you know she did because that's one of the key things to where the police are able to get a description right yeah and i know we've talked about that before that a lot of um, police and stuff re- rely on, you yeah. know, uh, witnesses mm-hmm. and stuff. And she definitely being able to take that risk to possibly put this guy in jail and stuff. Oh, she yeah. did it. She that's amazing. Okay, for sure. Yeah. Um. So also before he released her, he had stopped at an ATM, and so well now she knows where he. Well, if yeah. she could see, what if do you she, think she was still blindfolded? She, she was still blindfolded, okay. but she could see because she's peeking out that it was near a Howard Johnson's motel and a Quality Inn. Okay. So she has a vague description of this ATM, which ends up being great. Yeah. You know she's she's got some good information here to take to the police. Yeah. In any information under these circumstances is good good oh absolutely you know? yeah and it just being able to have a little bit to help the police go so after she goes to the police about the abduction the officers were able to search the area and you know kind of see the hotels in the area what atms are near it and they found the one oh, they there was one ATM that was near a Howard Johnson's motel and a Quality Inn. What are the chances, right? Oh my gosh, yeah. yeah. So they found... It's, well, especially in what, T- Tampa Bay. Is that where yeah, 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 like, right. It's a bigger, it's a bigger yeah, place. It's a bigger so. place, <laughs> yeah. So finding the one ATM that's by these two hotels, uh-huh. so she literally got just the right amount of information. Absolutely, you know? that's awesome. And so they... Con- the police officers contact the bank Mm -hmm. for a list of members who use the ATM. Okay. Right? That's a little tough. You know, officers don't always get that information. Yeah, because it's privacy stuff kind of thing, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But also the benefit of he used the ATM, like, 
they can track that those transactions going through there. So and that is that exactly what is they it? do. Oh, wow, yes. cool. And so they get this list and it had one name on it. Oh my gosh. One person used the ATM and that was Bobby Joe Long. Oh my gosh. Yes. So her survival led to his confession of 50 rapes, five zero. Oh my 50 God. Rapes and 10 murders across the state of Florida. That's just in the state of Florida. And yeah, cause he, he was in Virginia before, correct? Yeah. And then right. went to California. Yes. And then I can't in even Florida. Imagine. Yeah. So he is sentenced to death and sits on death row right now. All right. And it's crazy, you know, if she wouldn't have survived, what would his, what what would this look like? Right. You know? Well, yeah, absolutely. Because he was still, you know, I got to get back at women. You know, he's mm -hmm. already destroyed 50 some, more than 50 people's lives. Right. And he wanted to continue doing that. Yeah. So... And he's he's got a vendetta against women. Mm -hmm. He's gonna try to fulfill that at every chance he has. Yeah. As for Lisa McVeigh Noland, she is a sheriff's deputy at Hillsborough County, and this is close to where she had been uh, abducted. And but it's just cool, you know. She becomes a sheriff's deputy. Yeah. She is at this point of on the verge of suicide because of this traumatic event she goes on to do so much good yes you know you think the sheriff's deputy they they have a lot of land to patrol mm -hmm. but they you know they're officers they help. they help they help people and it's a very beautiful thing that she you know is able to change her life and establish this career. Yes. And I think that, you know, some officers almost have a, like, natural instinct to do the job. Mm -hmm. And I think that she had that natural instinct. Oh. You think back of her peeking through the, yeah. the her blindfold and getting that evidence almost of yes. who he is. And and the information uh -huh. of where they were. And being able to ask the right questions to yes. get him to talk him down. down. Yeah. Yes. Uh -huh. She almost is a natural uh like a negotiator. Negotiator, yeah. exactly. Mm -hmm. You know? So it's really, really cool to see that she ends up, you know, kind of fulfilling maybe destiny yeah you know oh totally that's amazing yeah so in april of 2019 governor ron desantis mm -hmm. signed bobby joe long's death warrant and he is now scheduled to die by lethal injection oh wow Lisa told the Tampa Tribune that she fully intends to be there to watch long take his last breath and this kind of shows her um resilience almost mm -hmm. and kind of her character um i kind of like this little bit that um she's she tells the tampa tribune that she'll be wearing a t-shirt with the word long on the front 
an overdue on the back. Oh my god! Because he was long overdue for some justice. Yes. And I just think that is, you know... It speaks volumes, man. That's like yeah, huge. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and she has the, the strength to confront her abuser mm-hmm. and, you know, go there to, to see the end of him. Yeah. And I think that's just, you know, it's really cool that she's kind of... This brave, mm-hmm. powerful... Yeah. Woman who can... Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's and going back to, like, the abuse from her grandmother's boyfriend and stuff yeah. like that. Like, still having to overcome those things and have, having a gun pointed at your head from him. Yeah. And then getting stuck into a car from a stranger with a right. gun pointed at you. And to be able to talk your way out of mm-hmm. it and get out of the situation and be where she is at today. Yeah. That's really amazing. And all that happened before she was evil, even able to vote. Yeah. You know? Like, the things... People will complain about the pettiest things. <laughs> and this woman took a very, very bad hand mm-hmm. and created a great life for herself. Yeah, absolutely. It's very inspiring. I kind of, you know, was just looking things up and came across her story. And as I was reading it, I was like, man, if I have kids and if I have a daughter who, you know, gets put in a circumstance, I hope that she has the strength and resilience that Lisa Nolan does. Yes. Because that's just, it It speaks volumes of, you know, the, the person that she is. Mm-hmm. It's a, v- a very, very great story. And this is yeah. why we had to branch out to Florida. Yeah. The the story itself is just awe-inspiring. Yeah, and we hope you all enjoyed it, too. For as sure. As much as we did. Yes, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. like I said, I definitely, uh, I was I was researching, and I was like, OMG, this woman's great. Yes, that's so, awesome. Good finding. Yeah, amazing. yeah. We will definitely do more of these survivor stories. We'll sprinkle them in here and there. Mm-hmm. I think it's very important to see um, kind of the lighter side of true crime yeah. and, you know, um, stories that have happened to where they end up having a, you know, n- not necessarily a good a good thing come of it but yes they did yeah i you know it's kind of hard to get the exact words for how how the story makes you feel yeah absolutely. you know and we welcome you guys to share how the story made you feel on our instagram yeah as you know it's uh instagram slash midwest crime or as always i love a good email <laughs> um you know hit us up at midwest crime podcast at gmail.com yes please we want to hear your thoughts and feelings on this story i know it's a very powerful one and if you can relate to it in some way we would love to listen to your story as well we're always down for that kind of thing and we're down to branch out you know Mm -hmm. if you have a first-hand account of something like this and you know it's maybe something that we could um cover we would love to um if it's midwest it is even more intriguing. Yes, we love Midwest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, on that note, we hope that we'll catch you guys next time and uh, stay well. Yep. See ya.